Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Now, this week, we are going to be sitting down with Annette Richmond. I've had the pleasure of connecting with Annette over on LinkedIn. I've been on her LinkedIn Live show that uh, she has every single week, and she's just a wealth of knowledge. And so I, I saw her, I kind of was doing the, the cyber stalking and I was like, she's so, putting out such great tips and value. I got to get this woman on the podcast. So today we're going to talk about personal branding and being that, finding your, your story within your own personal brand and why you need to share it on platforms like like LinkedIn. So Annette, she has a, a career. She is the owner of Career Intelligence Resume Writing and Personal Branding. She's also a personal brand designer, executive resume writer, and a former journalist. So she and I have that in common. She, she was on the magazine side and I was on the radio side. Um, and she also designs personal brands that land jobs, secure promotions, and most importantly, win clients. Annette, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's such a treat. I had a great, we had a great conversation when you were on my show, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. It's a treat. Well, and so just so people have a little bit more of an understanding of about you and, and where you're from, I mean, I, I, that's kind of a broad introduction there with being a magazine writer, but I think it plays in perfectly with what we're going to talk about today. Um, you live in Connecticut, so just mm-hmm. about an, an hour away from Manhattan, and I love finding people from all over the country to come and share their expertise. So, Annette, what... What made you decide to leave the the world of journalism and go into this professional resume writing and uh, you know LinkedIn educator? So um, where I am right now is kind of a culmination of the things that I've done in the past. So I was working at a magazine. Um, I finally went back to school, got a degree in English, and I had my dream job. I mean, I absolutely like you. I loved it. I really loved it. But I decided that I wanted to you know, do something a little bit different. I've always been interested in people. So I went to school and I got a master's in psych. Now, the job I got, the first place I landed was at a training and placement facility, uh, a nonprofit. And that's how I came to be in the career field. I was a vocational counselor there. So I worked at the nonprofit for a while. I worked in the the for-profit training facility for a while. Um, and then I, you know, went off, I started a career site for women, which is still kind of up there and going. I have had a bunch of writers working for me at the time. Uh, over that time, I've been a recruiter. Um, as I think you mentioned, I was recruiter for a few years, contingency and also consulting. I taught some communications at, you know, at the college and, you know, now, 
Um, all of that kind of led me, the recruiting background, the writing background, the interest in people kind of led me to where I am now. You know, recruiting can be a lot of fun and very exciting, but it's very difficult being the middleman. You know, yeah. you have the employer that you're working for and the candidate that you're trying to place. And so um, I prefer to just be working directly with clients. Um, and like you, I, I think one of my favorite things that I do right now are, you know, LinkedIn live shows where I get to meet a lot of interesting people. And that harkens back to I was a media minor in college. So I did a lot of video there. So it's all kind of come full circle. I love that. I mean, I, I definitely feel that way with, with my business and, and my the way that my career has ended up. I I said this on your show, but I, I mean, being a social media, anything didn't exist, you know, two decades ago when I started dabbling in in helping brands and uh, and bands with their with their social media pages. But look at us now. So I, I want to talk a little bit about why we need to pay attention to our personal brand. It's a it's a term that gets used over and over and over again. And I feel, you know, Kim Kardashian really is the the founder, I want to say, of a personal brand because Really, what is she famous for? You know, I mean, other than being a Kardashian and, and <laughs> but look at the empire that she's built around mm-hmm. this. So let's, let's take things back and start at step one with what the heck is a personal brand? So, you know, I love that you brought Kim Kardashian into this because people, regular people, people like us, think um, that that a personal brand is something for celebrities. Oh, it's all about celebrities, but it's really not. I mean, it's about, it's about every, everyone, because um, the, the, the definition I like, and I'm going to um, misquote this a bit, and I'm fairly certain it was Jeff Bezos who said that, is uh, your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And so that's what I think about it. It's what people think about you when you're not there, what they say about you when you're not around. And a lot of people think of it as their reputation. And while, you know, it's personal branding is bantered about, you're right, all the time now, people think it's something new. But I first read about it, I have to tell you, in 2002 in a book by a PR professional. So it's been around, but it's sort of maybe it's, you know, shows like the the Kardashians that brought it to the forefront. And, and I think that a lot of people don't understand the difference of having a personal brand versus really trying to grow their business brand. Mm-hmm. Why should somebody focus maybe in on, on both. So as a, as a business owner, if I own, if I own a small business, which I do, why should I be focusing in on the Katie Brinkley brand? Shouldn't I be focusing on building out next step social communications? So here's the thing when it comes to that, there are tons of people that do what we do. I mean, there are tons of people in, in my industry and in yours as well. And the one thing that really, I think, sets people apart is what makes them different. So it can be um, partly your personality, you know, because it's important, to, you know, to click with the people you're working with, the way you do things, um, you know, your background. Those, I, I think, are things that that set you apart 
you know, you have to differentiate yourself from other people who are doing the same thing. And I think that's part of part of the branding. And I think that it's so true. You know, I'm a private person. Um, it's probably why video and TikTok and reels and and all of that was really hard for me to embrace and be like, all right, I'm just going to have to do this. If <laughs> you know, it's, it's part of the business now. Um, but I'm a pretty private person. And so for me, I know when I was starting my, my businesses, social media accounts, I was still hiding behind stock images and, you know, curated photos, stock video, beautiful graphics. I mean, I have an amazing designer and she was making these great graphics for me. She designed an incredible logo and brand kit. And I really, there was nothing that made me stand out until the second I changed my avatar on Instagram from being the logo to my face, um, everything changed. And I started getting more followers. People were connecting with me. And it wasn't like I was out there, you know, saying like, hey, this is what I had for breakfast today. Did anyone else eat waffles? <laughs> it was me showing up and giving somebody the, the idea of this is who they're doing business mm-hmm. with. Yes, absolutely. So there, there's two things that I'd like to share about that. Um, one of them is the idea of being on video. I put it off for years. As you know, I'm really active on video now because, you know, I wanted to be thinner. I wanted to be younger. I wanted to be better looking. But, you know, the thing I know, right? But and, and that's what people think. But the truth is, and I learned this um, from a uh, presentation coach years ago when I first started um, doing presentations in person. And the thing is, people don't care what you look like. They don't care what you sound like. Um, that what they care is, is what you're saying relevant to them? Is it something that's going to help them? So the idea that people are afraid of being on video, they're, they're nervous about it. Um, you know, I think it's really important to know that, that it, it's not you. It's not about you. It's about your audience and it's about your message. And as you said, when you change to the image of you, and video even accelerates that. It's that whole no like and trust factor, right? And video is one of the quickest ways to sort of get that going. Well, and I think that too with video, you have the opportunity to see to see someone. Uh, and I mean, I think that this is where I'm just going to go back to, to TikTok and Reels here really quick. And I know we're going to get into LinkedIn, but this is where with those short form videos, it allows me to show a little bit of my personality. This girl right here, she loves some stupid comedy like The Office <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, Schitt's Creek and, um, you know, those types of comedy, Anchorman. So I look for a lot of trending or not even trending, just audio from those TV episodes or from those movies. And that's where I'm like, okay, well, how can I relate this back to what my audience is actually following me for? Mm-hmm. And so it allows me to showcase a little bit of my personality without even saying anything. So using those kind of trending audios or, or audio that is in alignment with who you are as a person, and even if you're not ready to start talking to the camera yet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a great spot to get started. So video is important. Accepting your story is important. And this is one of the complaints I hear time and time again, Annette, is there's nothing special about what I do. I mean, 
I just do finance or I just, you know, do real estate. And then the, the, the real estate people, I say time and time again, like they, they built an entire network around what you do. So don't say that what you do is not interesting. But what do you say to somebody who says, well, my story isn't that special? So let's talk about real estate people. Um, you know, if you're working in real estate, you're, you're changing people's lives, right? You are finding their, the, the home that they're looking for. You are maybe helping them sell a home because they're moving. So there is always something. It, it's, it's the way you do it. Most people in real estate have a lot of different things that they do for their clients or their customers that others don't do. So there's so many things that you can talk about. Maybe you are someone who really uh, works to understand why your clients that you're working with, um, you know, and building that relationship and maybe help, maybe you help them network when they move into their new home. There's always something that we all do uh, that's different from other people that makes us stand out. And I don't know if that's a roundabout answer or not, but I, I do think it's, and it's your personality. Some people, um, when I work with clients, I am very direct and frank, and that doesn't work for everyone. So I have for colleagues that are very much like hand, it's not that I'm not friendly, but very much hand holding. So if you're looking for a new home and you're kind of not sure what you want to do, maybe you want to work with someone who, who has that type of personality, you know, to help really, really help you along. Well, it's things too that you might not even think are anything special about you. Like, so earlier, you know, before we hit record here, I said, you said, oh, so you're from, from Denver. You've lived in Denver your whole life. And yeah, when I went to school in Durango, which is the four corners and played softball down there. Somebody listening right now will be like, hey, wait a second. I didn't know Katie played softball. That's really cool. I played softball or my daughter plays softball. Now we have a connection mm -hmm. and it can be something as small as that, that really brings someone into mm -hmm. your circle that makes them be like, oh, well, she, she also did this. And we have that mm -hmm. shared similar interest. Now we have something in common and you never know what that could be. And, and it doesn't need to be, you know, a magazine cover story of, you know, hey, you know, woman opens up, you know, small business out of the back of uh, an old caboose found by the side of the road. I mean, now that's a story. But I mean, like, not everything needs to be a crazy story like that. It can, we all have something that makes us unique, mm -hmm. that can help us really grow and nurture our, our audience, our community. It's so true. I will tell you, the minute I learned that you used to cover the Broncos, my ears picked up. I was like, whoa, okay, because <laughs> I, I was a Broncos fan. I was always a Peyton fan. So when he was with the Broncos all those years, I was a Broncos fan. And so I was like, oh, cool. Well, it's I been felt a, like I was a rough kind of couple of years here in Broncos country, not going to lie with, with being a Broncos fan. But it, it, it's true. You never know. You never know. Like, and I didn't know that you were a Peyton Manning fan. That's so cool. This is, this is the personal side of sharing your story. And, you know, one of the things that, that I learned and I, I did not come up with this. I forget where I heard it first. I've heard a few people say it. 
And to think about things is I'm a very private person as well, but I do like to share, share things about my life. And I learned to think about it as your professional, your personal, and your private. So some people are very open. I see them on LinkedIn talking about their divorce or their, you know, they're in the hospital. I've seen people post pictures of themselves and that's fine. You know, that wouldn't be for me. But yet, as you were talking about, you went to school and you played softball, or I would talk about, you know, I used to bartend. I've talked about that on, on, uh, on LinkedIn. Um, those are, you know, personal, but they're not private at least. So I think that's a good way to think about it. Well, I'm glad that you took the conversation here, Annette, because I think that a lot of people, I've talked about this on past episodes on how LinkedIn is not just a spot to post your resume. It really is such a a robust platform and an incredible tool if you incorporate it into your social media strategy. But I do think it's gotten a lot more personal over on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I th- there's two camps. I've seen a lot of camps here. There's different polls of people being like, oh, let's just keep it work-related. Let's just know I love having the, the personal aspect of it. What do you say about trying to walk that narrow tightrope of making sure that you're showing up the right way for building out your personal brand and, and mm-hmm. building out your network on LinkedIn, which is business-focused, Mm-hmm. but still allowing people into the personal side of of you. Well, the way I think about it is I like to share something um, that's personal that I think may help someone else. Uh, for example, you know, applying for a job and not getting it and how I was devastated, you know, but I found something else. So something that someone else might be inspired by or learn from, but... It's also, and, and I've heard people say this, think about it as the office, you know, sort of break room or lunchroom. I mean, if you're getting a cup of coffee in the, in the kitchen, you know, you're not going to just be talking about, well, I'm working on this project right now and the stats are really, you know, coming together. You're going to be talking about, oh, well, the last weekend we went to a football game or my kid is playing soccer now and or something like that. So, you know, that is something you would talk about at mm-hmm. work. You know, maybe not what you'd say to maybe your bestie at work, you know, uh, where you might, you know, be saying something you wouldn't say to everyone. But you know, it, it is, um, you know, it's not necessarily outside of work. I mean, it's, it, if it's things you would talk about there. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and with that, let's go into crafting these stories. Uh, you know, you said you've shared a story about how you were a bartender in the past. And I think that that's where a lot of people are like, oh man, like, the, okay, I'll, I'm willing to share a little bit more of my, you know, personal life here. But with what you said about creating that story around your personal brand, how do you really guide people? If, if someone's listening right now and they say, okay, I'm going to try and share something of value to help grow my personal brand on LinkedIn, where would you kind of get them started? What would step one be? Well, one thing that always comes to mind because it's something that I do with the people that I work with. Um, A lot of people are in their career for, there's some kind of a reason. You know, I have worked with um, chief marketing officers 
who, you know, are people that work in marketing. And when they were in college, they studied anthropology. And so that gave them a whole different perspective on different cultures. So if they're a marketing person, that's part of their brand. It's something that's different about them. Sometimes people um, might go into, uh, you know, starting a business where they are um, having caregivers, maybe that, you know, they have caregivers that um, they, they have that go and work with people who are, you know, ill or something like that. Well, maybe they're doing that because their dad was a doctor or a dentist or mom was, you know, um, working in a, in a hospital, a hospital CEO. So they, they want to be in that service industry. Um, but yet they don't want to be maybe hands on working with people. So that's one thing that I find interesting. Uh, often the reason people do what they do. Um, so uh, that's one part of it. Um, but it can also be the, the way that you, um, the way that, that you do something. Let's say you're a business owner and what you do is you are, um, training salespeople. And your story could be something like, well, you know, I was one of those people that I learned that a no is just, you know, not forever that it's kind of try again and talk about that. So that teaches about your personality, a little bit about what has you do what you do. You know, maybe you want to share that knowledge with others. So, you know, I hope that was an answer. Yeah. And I think that there's always something that you, that that's the whole basis of this, this podcast, honestly, is there's always something that you've done along the way that can help somebody else out. Mm-hmm. And whether it's you sharing the time, I, I was laid off. I never expected to, to leave my job. But look at the mm-hmm. opportunities that I was given by being laid off. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, something simple with a struggle that you had with a, a terrible client and how you overcame that. Or one of a, a story that you learned while bartending was somebody that used to come in, you know, every Saturday and you got to know them and the relationship that happened because of it. And it was all about knowing, getting to sit down and actually talk to a a, a customer. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. you never know what it is, what the story that you have that could help somebody along with their, their journey, whether it doesn't need to be, you know, life's journey, but it could be businesses, your business journey. You never know what it is unless you share it. So, we're going to start showing up with our personal brand. We're going to start sharing some stories. I do just want to get into a, some of your best tips for a LinkedIn profile. So if someone's like, okay, I'm going to do these two things and start posting more. But now that people are, I'm posting more, more people are coming to my page in it. Um, I want to make sure it's optimized. What are, what are three of your biggest tips that you'd want somebody who's going to start really focusing in on LinkedIn for their strategy. Okay. So the first thing is your headshot. Okay. And I think we've talked about this before. You want to make sure that your headshot is recent, um, that it's engaging and that it, you know, it actually looks like you because whenever you're going to meet somebody, if you're going to meet a potential new client, you're going to be meeting them in person or or on video, they're going to see you. So you want to have that. 
You want to have a custom background image, something that supports your brand, your business, um, you know, something that's going to be in, you know, maybe your brand colors or whatever. You're going to have to do something. You can go to Canva. I'm sure there's other platforms. I like them. I don't, not affiliated. And you can easily create something that's original for you. So that's number two. And number three is the about section. You know, I'm sure you see this too. You go to someone's about section and it starts off, um, Annette Richman is an experienced resume and personal branding person and she and blah, blah, blah. And who wants to read that? Nobody wants to read that. Um, and then they might have this boring, you know, third person bio with big blocks of text and nobody wants to read that either. So the third person bio. Oh, yeah. Every time. I'm like, no, no, don't, I know. don't write it. In. I, I mean, know. like we just got done talking about personal brand. Own that bio. You can say I in that bio. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 tell people some of the things that we've been talking about here. You know, I, I come to this, my, you know, I talk about that a little bit in mine. The fact that it's kind of a blend of everything I've done in my life. And I really get excited by helping people you know, differentiate themselves from other people doing the same thing, because that's what it is, whether you're looking for a corporate job or you're looking for clients, you have to be different. You have to show how you're different. So you want to tell that story and you want to share some value so people know, you know, maybe they, maybe this person does know what they're talking about. Maybe share a little few tips or things like that, that, um, you know, will, will, uh, help them and, you know, give yourself a little credibility. And if I could just add one more thing, because we were talking about video, do that profile video, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're preaching to the choir here. I still need to do mine. Hopefully by the time that this episode airs, I will have done my profile video. So just real quick, tell us what the profile video is for those who are like, wait, profile video, what are you talking about? So the profile video is something that sits kind of behind your headshot. And when someone clicks on your profile, I've heard people call this the Harry Potter effect. What happens is if you click on, say, my profile, you will see um, a silent, you know, sort of video of me talking. And then you have the opportunity to um, click on that and, you know, hear a little bit uh, from me. It's only they LinkedIn says it's 30 seconds, but unless you're recording it on the LinkedIn app, you can only do 29 seconds. Um, uh, you do at this point need to upload it um, on the mobile app. And it's a really good idea to caption it because so many people, I just read some stats on this, you know, they look, they're scrolling LinkedIn with the sound off. So you want to make sure that you uh, give people the opportunity to read it. And you have to think about people who's um, you know, maybe English is not their first language or they are hearing impaired. So, you know, with any kind of videos you do, you should always do captions. And you know, the thing is you record it, you pop it up there. If you don't like it, you take it down just like a headshot. It, it's true. I think that, uh, that you, know, you have the video. There's also the voice where you can yes. just do like a little voice thing. Yeah. So somebody like yours truly, who's into podcasting, it's it's a great way that you can really build that know, like, and trust factor a little bit quicker uh, just yep. by utilizing the different features. 
Absolutely. And, you know, you know, as well as I do, LinkedIn has so many features. And if you're, why not use them to your best advantage? Why not use the voice? I use the voice as well. I, LinkedIn design, put it up there for people who have uh, difficult names to pronounce, which can be very handy if you're going to meet somebody. Maybe they have that. Um, but you know, why not use the voice in the video? Have your headline be a headline, you know, not yeah. just have, you know, Annette Richmond, uh, you know, with, with my company name or something like yeah. that. I mean, that's who's boring. Well, Annette, this has been such a great conversation. We've talked about personal branding, why you should pay attention to it, how to craft a story around your, your social media posts over on LinkedIn, and then some of your top three tips for your LinkedIn page now that people are going to start paying more attention to their LinkedIn presence. I can't thank you enough for joining me on the show. And thanks again for having me on your show. Where can people connect with you and learn more about you and, and do business with you? So um, thank you so much for inviting me. It's It's been such a treat. So you can certainly find me on LinkedIn. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on TikTok also. And, you know, I have a channel on YouTube with a lot of how-to videos. So, you know, if you need some help um, and you're on a tight budget, I have a lot of uh, resources for you. And Thank you so much again. It's been such, this is my favorite topic. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to chat with you about it. Yes. Thanks again for coming on and be sure to head over to LinkedIn, connect with Annette. She shares a ton of great tips about LinkedIn and branding and all that stuff over there. And she has her weekly live show. So you can tune in and watch her live over on LinkedIn. Annette, thank you again. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.